What's up, everybody? Thank you again for tuning into Wasted Local Talent. And we've got a very special episode for you. It's actually a two-parter. It's our first two-part episode, and it's featuring Gandhi and Patrick Hall. Gandhi is a local hip-hop rap artist from Morgantown, and Patrick Hall uh, does his production and is his manager. Um, very, very fun interview we had uh, with these two. Um, I've known Patrick for a very long time. Really cool dude. It's awesome to see him grow in the music scene. Um, and uh, watch him help a lot of different hip-hop artists uh, grow and get their content out there. So this is going to be a very fun two-part episode. It's going to be a little bit different, a little bit different structure. So uh, typically we'll run ads, things like that during the episode, but this time we're not going to do that. We're actually going to, I'm going to tell you about our uh, sponsors right here at the beginning. That way these two-part episodes can flow one right into the other one. Uh, No interruptions there. And also there's not going to be an outro for this first episode either. We're actually going to feature one of Gandhi's new songs from his upcoming album. The song's called Bands and it's killer. Like the first time I listened to Gandhi, I actually thought he was a famous uh, hip hop artist. I didn't know that he was based right here in Morgantown. Uh, the quality is amazing. The content, uh, the, the lyrics are good, uh, heartfelt. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So uh, let's get into our sponsors here. Um, we are sponsored by Thunderprints out of Morgantown, West Virginia. They are a uh, locally owned and operated screen printing company. Matt and Megan Stewart uh, do awesome, awesome screen printing. They, uh, they're they actually getting ready to launch their Thunder Supply line, which is going to be their own clothing line. They're going to do a bunch of different uh, accessories, clothing, you know, beanies, tote bags, as well as shirts, hoodies, all sorts of really cool stuff. You can check out Thunder Supply on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Thunder Supply CO. And don't forget to check out their uh, Instagram and Facebook for Thunder Prince. It's Thunder Prince WV. If you decide to uh, purchase an order from them, if you use uh, the promo code Thunder13, um, you'll get 13% off of your first order. And whenever you do that, make sure you get the Bella Canvas shirts. I'm telling you, man, it's like the softest damn material I've ever worn. I hardly ever wear anything else. I love it so much. And also a huge shout out to Worst Kept Secret from Morgantown for letting us use the song Bender in our episodes. I'm going to dive into a little bit of why we decided to use Bender for Wasted Local Talent. The chorus of Bender is really the main reason it was chosen. We did have a lot of people apply to have songs used and we chose Bender because um, of the chorus and how it really speaks to what Wasted Local Talent is about and what we're trying to do here. Um, The chorus is, because this is our home, this is right where we belong. Be proud of the places that we are from. This is our home. It might not mean much to some. Don't take it for granted. Tomorrow it might be gone. Now, I would sit and explain why that means so much to me, but honestly, it kind of speaks for itself. So huge shout out to them for letting us use that. Um, you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Worst Kept Secret WV. You can check them out on Bands in Town, Spotify, iTunes. You know, they're, they're everywhere. And um, really, again, thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Pat. And thank you, Ryan, for letting us use that song. And also, Pat, um, f- you for, uh, for whipping my ass so bad in fantasy football. Uh, I'm coming for you next time. And before we actually get to the episode... Don't forget to check out 13 Palm Trees, our parent company, um, 13palmtrees.com. And if you would like to be on the show, you can go to 13palmtrees.com slash wasted local talent. Right now, honestly, we have been flooded, flooded, absolutely flooded with applications. And we are super excited to get to everybody. And due to mine and Judd's schedules being only able to record one day a week, um, we were booked up clear through February and it's nuts. So if we haven't gotten a reply to you about booking you on our show yet, don't worry, we will. It's been crazy, crazy busy. Um, we appreciate every application. We will get to you, we promise. And uh, don't forget to check out our other podcast that 13 Palm Trees brings to you. Uh, we've got D&D Kinda, where my brother Michael hosts not really hosts, but he DMs um, me and Jed and our buddies Ryan and Josh in a epic D&D adventure where we just get drunk and piss him off. It's fantastic, good times. Um, and then Ryan and Michael actually do another podcast called Video Game Mythos where they dive. There's a baby. I love the baby. <laughs> Sorry, Michael's in the room right now and his daughter Sloan is... Uh, trying to stay awake and fall asleep. We're not sure what she's trying to do. Anyway, uh, Video Game Mythos, they um, 
dive into characters, uh, video game characters and different lore behind those characters and different uh, factions and groups of characters in these shows. It's really, really cool, really informative of different uh, different video game characters, things like that. So, And uh, also bringing to you a brand new podcast from Roger Harper and Josh Volmsby, Gurus of Gaming. Gurus of Gaming podcast. They've got six episodes out now, and we are proud to bring them to you under the 13 Palm Trees flag here. And uh, definitely check them out. Give them a listen. Give them a like. Tell Roger you love them. And uh, yeah, let's get to the episode. What is up, everybody? I'm Daniel. And I'm Jed. And I'm Gandhi on drugs, bitch. <laughs> and I'm Pat, Gandhi's embarrassed fucking manager. <laughs> and we're all wasting talent today. Yeah. Together. Yeah. We're not wasted yet, though. No. No. <laughs> no. Too yeah. early on a Sunday. We were wasted last mm. night, though. I'm hot, though. We good. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> so, good. So when did you two uh, start working together? Um, um we were actually, we were talking about this yesterday, trying to figure it out. I think uh, I had found him on Twitter last year when I was on tour. This was like literally at this time Fresh last year. Tour. No, I wasn't even off tour yet. I oh, yeah, hit, I'd I'd hit you up and I was still weeks, gone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we linked because he's from Maryland and my cousin, who's from like the tri-state area up there in Martinsburg and close to all that. He Shout knew, out, Gavin. Yeah, he knew of him and told me to look him up. So I looked him up. We talked in the DMs for a while and then... uh. When I got home from tour, we ended up linking up, and shit's just it's been, been wavy yeah, ever it's been since. Then. It's been, wild. been So, has, so he, wild. Has, has Patrick produced all of your uh, stuff honestly, to date so far? Honestly, I would say this newer album that's coming out, Love and Terror, um, that's mostly produced by him. But like, we've done a lot of songs together. But like, honestly, just on Patrick's beats, I've got like. I don't even know, like ten songs, maybe. Yeah, ten songs. Because where, where I don't, I don't normally make a whole lot of beats for my clients. I'll do it just like for fun every now and then. I, I engineer all his stuff, so everything that's come out since Numb. Uh, yeah. Shout out Tristan. Shout out Tristan. Num, Numb was the last thing that you did that I didn't engineer. And then, and I, then I think like each project has had like a couple songs. And then like the, beats. the project Sharks in the Water was just like. My mindset, honestly, so we didn't really get to jump into the beat part, but now like this project has been more like, what can we do together? We took more our time as, with yeah, this one. This one is, and it's more substance too, like you know what I mean, more emotion. Mm-hmm. Shit you want to have on album, human connection. Yeah, want people to feel that shit. Yeah, he, he Patrick let me uh, hear uh, two of the songs from it, and the uh, the second one I forget the name of it, but it was very like as soon as it started, and it was like you you could you could feel. Yeah. The emotion in it, yeah. like it was, it it definitely hit. Um, I'm gonna actually pull up the name you of know, it. Like it's a lot I, of this, I think that like, one's fuck love. I gotta talk yeah, about I think it. Like, it's a lot of is. this yeah, sad it's, boy it was, shit going on right now. And like, <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, I'm a really depressed person at times. But like, the shit's just not like cool anymore. Like you mm. know what I mean? Like it's like, I don't know. It's just so depressing. It's just like you can. Like we talk all this shit, like we'll never want to fall again, but it'll be the same motherfuckers that fall again with the next girl, like yeah. over and over and over again. Like, yep. so it's just to me a continual bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to just get over it type shit. Like, I don't know. I'm just over that sad boy wave. Yeah, I mean, it makes for good uh, any type of art, honestly. Oh yeah, you know, it's still what, creative. Yeah. It's still creative. Yeah, it's where most of my uh, my music comes from. Yeah, whatever I write. I try to like that. I try to use as much emotion as I can. We mm-hmm. we still so have much. a couple. We still have a couple joints on the upcoming release though that are definitely more oh, yeah. turn up oriented, <laughs> yeah. especially bands. I try to make bands it like probably one of the ones that, that feature like, that. I've been through something, but like, there's better. You feel me? Yeah. Like there's an uplifting part to it. Mm-hmm. Keep you keep you focused. Yeah. He's always come out the other side. Oh, yeah. Stronger, typically. That's the type you know? of shit I want right there. Yeah. I want that vision. So what happened to you, Daniel? I don't know. I don't know. Jed had to deal with me through my last split up. Fuck where I bitches. just laid on his porch and cried Fuck and drank drugs. Bro, so happened, I couldn't man. fucking walk. <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> it's a, you know, it, it, it does happen. I, the only thing is, like, I didn't write from it. I'm still waiting. Cause I, I know this out. I know it's... <laughs> real Thank you for that. <laughs> Sponsored by Vape Nation. <laughs> Vape Nation. Vape Life. Hashtag. <laughs> no, I mean get, getting broken up with and like dealing with heartbreak and like 
coming back from it. Like whether you're a man or a woman or not, like I, I feel like a lot of people showcase, like especially online, you, there's oh, the yeah. romanticism of what women go through mm-hmm. and, and, and the fallout of a breakup and shit. But like everybody deals with that. If you're in oh, love yeah. with a person, doesn't matter. You can be in love with a fucking social media fish. makes it like, worse. If that yeah. shit goes, that. like so much it does. Yeah. It's almost like, and especially as a creative person, it's almost like when you when you channel like that like that whole process of, of losing somebody and all that, it's like almost shedding like a skin. Bro, that's why like I feel like, my, and shit. like it sounds biased, but like my my music is like a crutch, honestly. So so for me to say that like Sad Boy isn't like good, I mean that's kinda of fucked up now that I think about it because like I have like a crutch. I can just write about it for six months and then you know what I mean? As long as the album drops I'm over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel like you're writing a lot more because I work with a bunch of different rappers, all different types of rappers, and I feel like him, especially, like it's very much what he's feeling at the time. I feel like you In don't do it, 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 like I don't know. I'm not gonna no, speak a whole you, lot. Of, no, no, I'm not gonna it. speak a whole lot on your writing you process, but like yeah, you come into the studio where like a, a lot of people, I'll have them pre-prepare songs so that mm-hmm. way I don't have to spend six hours tracking with somebody. But he'll come in, we'll listen to the instrumental that he wants to go in on he'll get like a basic topic and start writing. And it's normally very much like relative to what he's going through at the time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, his material's honest material, especially on this newer release. A lot of substance. So when did you start rapping, Gandhi? Honestly, like I would say 20, it was around RP to Mac, around when Delusional Thomas came out, around like 2013, mm-hmm. 2014. And then it was like, I was just sad. So Another thing, I was just sad, so I just started writing, and I don't know. But I take it serious, like, I'd say, like, three years ago. Started to really dive into, like, what do I need to do? How do I get there? What do I need to do next? Yeah. Planning it all out. But, like, I'd say five years, five, six years Mm -hmm. strong. Just haven't stopped, honestly. What about you, Patrick? How how long have you been? I've been rapping for two no, years. Rapping. <laughs> He's a SoundCloud rapper. I told him none of them can yeah. afford me for a feature verse. <laughs> so as far as producing, um, I know you've been playing music forever. Ten years now, yeah. Ten years. Um, but the per, the production and the rap stuff, honestly, it uh it it happened completely by fucking accident. I did not plan to start getting into this. It was just something that, like. A, a couple years ago, I wasn't on the road six months out of the year, so I had to, other than bartending, find something to, you know, I wanted to be able to to continue to have music be a part of my, my work life as much as possible, so I started toying around with a couple friends of mine, like uh, a couple dudes that I went to high school with that I knew kind of just did like Freestyle Fridays and stuff like that, just amongst friends, and I hit them up and I was like, yeah, I got a microphone, like, why don't you come up, we'll try this out. Because at this point, I knew I didn't want to. I didn't want to record bands, because and anybody who does that for a living, like, hats off to you. Because I get annoyed with individual clients dealing with five or six, <laughs> sometimes four or five, six motherfuckers at the same time. Like, I just I, I couldn't do it. So I, when when I transitioned into trying out like producing rap music, or more or less engineering rap music, producing is more along like the beat side of things. But um, I, I did it just for fun. It goes then, along with the us meeting seven months ago, like type shit. Like it's really. But just I mean, this like, is this was this is even before that. This no, is I mean like, the beat process though. Oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like I didn't me rapping on this beat yet. Like it just started. Like like last coming, year. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, it's just like all oh, wow. It's just it's been weird to see how how things have come together. Like I'm I'm two years into, you know, I, and I'm still learning with recording artists and things like that, and and, and trying to put together, you know grassroots level careers for a lot of these people in an area where there's not a whole lot of shit going on, especially for rap music. And like we were talking before we started, like the, the Morgantown scene has just been, it's been great because people come to shows, people are supporting, you have the college kids that even, even when the college kids aren't in town, truthfully, there's still kids showing up to shows. Which is cool, and and you, like Daniel, really and I, you, you and you and you and I know of all people like how hard it can be to get people to come out in this area to a fucking show. Yeah, it's very. I've never been disappointed sometimes. yet, so it's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I, I could say the same. Yet. <laughs> Hey, I'll have my turns. I'll have yeah, my yeah, turns. You know, yeah. shit. Being dis- being disappointed for turnouts at, at a local show is one thing. Try being on right. a tour like <laughs> you're, oh, six, you're six weeks in, in, into like a nine week long tour or, or like a string of tours that that add up to that amount of time, and you're playing shows for a hundred dollars, and there's like fucking thirty five kids there. 
<laughs> I was in, sucks. You we go rage though. You forgot that I was in Darling Waste for like four years. Oh my god, that's yeah. right. You did some international touring. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. What was international touring? What's that like? It was awesome. It was really fucking cool. Free D Weezy. The, the, yeah. Yeah, I still right. have the fucking shirt, man. Yeah, okay, so yeah, story time. Story oh, yeah. time with Daniel. Um, so we went to we England. Break out your Werthers. Gotta go change my Depends real quick because this might get fucking heavy. <laughs> so in 2010, in early 2010, um, my old band went to England. We recorded an, an album and went on tour for 30 days. And we. Liked it so much, and since we were assigned to that label over there, we were planning on moving over there. So in October, um, our the singer and our keyboardist were already there, and I went to fly over. Well, I got detained at the border, held overnight, or no, that time it was held. I was held for like ten hours, and then they sent me back, <clears throat> and um, didn't really give me an explanation. So I came back, saved up a little bit of money, and our singer came back. To, uh, to send some more of his stuff over because we actually shipped our van, our trailer, and all of our equipment over. Oh, my God. And we flew back, and we both actually got detained, got sent to a, what they call it, a maximum security terrorist holding facility for overnight and then deported the next day. So, Well, you got yeah. thumbed, huh? Oh, yeah. So they sent you back to the U.S. twice? Yes. Right and they didn't so. tell you, like... After that, we kind of figured why. It's um, the band that we toured with over there before, because beforehand we were uh, we didn't have visas, so we couldn't make money. Right. But we were over there to record, and we went out on tour. Um, whenever the whenever that ended, uh, whenever we tried to go back um, during that process, the manager of the band that we toured with before, um, I guess they got a hold of him at some point and asked if we had made money while we were over there. And him, instead of being like, no, because we really didn't make money. All the money that was made from the shows went back into gas and food, shit like that. So we really weren't right. making money. Um, he told him that, yeah, we made X amount of money every night. And, you know, they caught us at the border and oh, fucking no. deported us for making, basically, essentially for making money illegally in another country, which wasn't really the case. Because, chat. you know, the, the money, we never actually saw cash in our hand. Right. It all went to the manager. Oh yeah, and then everybody's got to get theirs. Yeah, from there it was put into gas or whatever we needed. So, so what's it like being waterboarded? Um, it wasn't bad. No, nah. it's not bad. They don't do that stuff in England. They no. give you some tea and you get tea boarded. Yeah. You get tea boarded. Well, the, the crazy <laughs> thing was is that um, whenever we whenever we Bring were actually gray, we're gonna make him talk. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in in the intake, uh, whenever they're like fingerprinting us and all that shit, yeah. they're like, "We got to have you guys wait because you're American." And we have to make sure that we don't put you in a cell because it was every cell was two people, and there were no cells that were there were two beds open. They're like we can't put you in a cell with certain people because certain people hate Americans. If they find out that you don't like or if they're, that you're American, it could be really bad. <clears throat> so Lance got this old like Korean guy that didn't speak a lick of English. Lance went in first thing, went in. Dude was asleep because this was like three or four in the morning over there. Takes his pillow, God. and he's like, "This is fucking mine now." You stay there and went to bed. I go in. The dude that I was in Lance the cell with. Lance said that to the Korean guy. Yes. He big, he big dicked him. Like, yep. came in and big dicked the guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, went into, I went into my cell and uh, dude was asleep. Um, so I was like, Daniel well, I'm just going to. Yeah. <laughs> just curled up in bed with him. No. Um, and at that point, I was like 135 pounds. Like, I'm in no position to fucking try to do anything <laughs> right here. So, but enough about me. That's so. that sounds like an outrageously intense situation, man. It was. That, it was. that sounds <laughs> bad. It makes for a cool story, but man, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I, that moment uh, probably sucks ass. Yeah. So that's where they got the idea for Harold and Kumar escape from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roughly. Makes sense now. It was about 45 years ago. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. You're looking at me. Oh, you want me to ask it now? I mean, it's fine. You're whenever. No, yeah, I'll ask it now. Okay, so uh, I ask a a question to all the bands and artists that come on the show, and you guys can feel free to answer this collectively, individually, however you want to. But um, So the music that you play or produce, whatever, describe your style Using famous actors and actresses. Mm. Ooh. 
Now this is diff- this is this is a weird one for me. I'm gonna let you go first because I gotta figure My out whether style, or not famous actors and actresses. Yeah, and you can, can be pick with um, a movie. You can pick a specific movie. You can pick right, Jared Leto, Suicide Squad. Oh shit! Okay, Heath oh, Ledger, Batman, Joker. Okay, I see a thing. Uh, with a little bit of Little Richard. <laughs> uh, with a little bit of Kevin Hart funny, with some Adam Sandler in your windows. Okay. Any specific Adam Sandler? Like any movie in particular? Like, like Billy Madison, old Adam Sandler? Or like Sandler, Jack or? and Jill? Nah, I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Click. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was a good fucking movie. It was. It was a real movie. Almost cried at the end of that <laughs> movie. Some sad yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Any with movie with the uplifting ending. My parents got the sad shit with the uplifting ending. You know what I'm saying? Any Most movie with the uplifting ending with a couple laughs here and there. Yeah. But it's just depressing as fuck. Like you know what I mean? That's like my life. Yeah. That's definitely my life. That's definitely my life. A lot of good shit, but it's just depressing. It's depressing, yeah. Man, I'm a, I don't know how to answer that question. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't want to say some lame shit. Or I just like pick people that just off. don't give a yeah. fuck with some laughs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit of Scott Pilgrim going on. Okay. Ooh, oh, I felt that. I yeah. felt that. Oh, yeah. You got to add him in mind, too. Yeah. The anime vibe. Um, hmm. She Michael Cera. She gave us three at least. Michael Cera. Three at least. <laughs> so Scott Pilgrim. The intensity, and this is with my guitar playing, not with my rap shit. Yeah. Um, SoundCloud. The the intensity of Super Saiyan God Goku from the last Dragon Ball Z movie. Okay. Even. <laughs> okay. um, I thought Scott Pilgrim was as nerdy as it was gonna get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're showing our true colors. <laughs> um, Jed's wearing a fucking Blastoise shirt, by the way. Listen, I have Pokemon tattoos. I'm not. Um, I'm not trashing it. I'm just. Let saying. me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Sweet. Mark Wahlberg and Four Brothers. Oh my God. Okay. So that movie's <laughs> fucking great. All right. Yeah. And also <laughs> at times. Andre 3000 from Four Brothers. He's your family man. He's a family I like my family. family. Okay. I love my family. All right. That's all right. That was a there good one, Patrick. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. That was a good question. That yeah. was a good question. That was some off the wall yeah, shit. It's it an interesting yeah. question. It, it, it just definitely came caught me off guard. It came to me one day. While, I don't remember who I asked first, I but it, it just came to me one day while I was sitting here. I was trying to think of like something to say because like we don't plan anything, right? Like we don't have questions written down, so like we don't. That's what make podcasts lit. Yeah. The very first time that we ever did it, we did. We had like a sheet that we went off of, mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. I don't know. Horrible, I didn't like. It. Did it feel I like, like dry it. doing it that yeah, way? Yeah. It, it felt weird. It felt like you had to try to like force the conversation because like you have these things that you're trying to talk about, right? But now it's just like oh shit, that brings me to a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people look your guys' stuff up at? Because <laughs> that's something that Everywhere, we would forget just about. Google me. Yeah. G H A N D I I I. Literally, as soon as you Google me, like everything pops up. Like, so more specifically, just Google me. You can look for him yeah. online on Twitter, Instagram, all that. I'm just like myself, but you can also go on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, Amazon, Google Play, every music YouTube, platform yeah. that plays music. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just go on there and search. Well, Make sure you search Gandhi with three eyes. Three eyes. They will. Fuckers. There we go. Yeah. yeah so, so definitely listen to Sharks in the Water. I fucking love that goddamn album, dude. I do too, man. I listened Thank to you. it. I was listening to it. I listened to it this morning on the way and to and from work this morning. It's just different. Awesome. I think that's why I everybody vibe it. with it. Cause yeah. like I went from a dark stage to like, that's why I go back to like the uplifting shit. It's just a better response to mm-hmm. it. Like you can put the bad shit in there, but like give it like hope to it. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a way out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause you keep stuck in that depression shit. It's just like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Keep going there. and going yeah, and going yeah. and going and going. That's how I'm vibe with it sometimes. But like, sharks in the water was, in a, water it, was a, it was a lot more uplifting content it's more like on the there. Come up, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like damn, this shit's real now. And we're still in the come up. Still, we're still we're Do still get trying twisted. trying to make shit Hollywood go. Is fuck, yeah, bro. he is. He's Hollywood as fuck. But um, <laughs> and and, and he, he should he should be at times. He should be at times. Yeah, you need to get your face tatted. That might that might be key. Trying to show up in the television type shit like don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> no, but, uh, sharks in the water honestly like it was it was a uh it was a and still is a very important uh effort that i was involved in for my career because when i go online and i'm you know trying to find more established artists and and 
use some of my connections from working in the rock world to kind of build a bridge over to them. Like I have his Sharks in the Water record like linked in my Twitter bio so that way I can tell them like if you want to check the quality of, of my production level, you can go and you can listen to this. Here's a couple tracks that I would recommend to, to you know, hear different hear different types of, of you know mixing techniques or whatever. And and still to this day I've I've done fuck, I don't I don't know, like four hundred songs since then probably, but I still use his as the benchmark because mm-hmm. it's such a good foundation. Uh, it's, it's it's just a it, it's it's a good listen from start to finish. Like I don't find myself skipping songs. I feel like it was very organized too. Like you can like many people told me you can play it from the beginning straight to the end. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I want. And that's where yeah. classics come in because you can just keep playing. Just we keep spent playing six months over, working yeah. on it. Six months. Six like, months. Yeah. Honestly you know, it used think- to take me like what, 30 days, to, not even 30 days to make a mixtape? Now mm-hmm. it's just like, I sit back and think about it like, damn, bro, like I spent six months on yeah. that album. Like, that's what, that's the, that's the minimum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where you go from there. Like, shit's wild. Yeah, I hate releasing a song or an album and then being like, man, we, we could have done that a lot better. We could have done that a lot better. This could have been good. This, and this we still felt like, like, we still <clears throat> felt like we could have done so much more off Shocks mm-hmm. and Like, even like, you know what I mean? To this day, we sit I there. I feel like, like that shit goes hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, like, it like we still like, learning though. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so your next album, you, you'll know those oh, things that we you want to change. Good about you know, so. We feel good about Love and Terror. <clears throat> you know, that's a great response. That's some shit though that. Wow. I don't want to harp on it too much because we have a tendency to go down this rabbit hole too often. But I feel like one of the things that I miss from, you know, everything being on physical media, CDs, yeah. tapes, that kind of shit, um, is that I can't think of a good example. I've been sitting here trying to ever since you said that. I don't know. But, like, sometimes I sit there and think about, like, the hard copies. But, like, well, I miss whenever it was like you listen like to a, a CD and it was like one song flowed into the next, flowed oh, into yeah. the next, flowed into the next, flowed into the next. And then I remember, I That's can't think I of the album, yeah. but it was like when you hit the last song on the CD and it skipped back to the first, it flowed from the last song into the first. Into the first one, yeah. So you could just play that shit on repeat over and over again, mm-hmm. and it just, it was like, it was like a movie of music, you know? It was, it was awesome. But now it's like everything is so... Spaced out. Everything's so digitalized yeah. that like every individual song is a message, you know, and it's like, they're not linked. They're not See, interconnected, that's which different. is not, I try to tell I mean, a story through the whole entire yeah, thing. Like exactly. I even got to the part on Sharks in the Water. If you look at the titles of the song, they're all labeled in a certain way that it tells a message. Literally. I think I even missed out on that uh, shit. Yeah. I posted it one day. I posted it one day. That's like, like some, uh, what was the, what was the Tool album? Lateralis? Was it's that the, the one? It's the depressive part I, to the blow yeah, up. Where I think like, so. the everything is, is based rise. on the Fibonacci number throughout the whole album. Those dudes, uh, they're on a different you level. See, you read it? Man, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's from being going crazy to being paranoid to being depressed to coming up to being on your rise. Yeah. I didn't even fucking, I didn't even. Kobe's yeah. the ball and part mm-hmm. the switch. Mm-hmm. You got your money now. I'm up now. I'm rised. Yep. Just tell us, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't realize that. I'm sitting here trying to find you guys' Instagram so I could tag you on this. Am I on Instagram? You? Uh, like, it was just on a, Instagram. The, I'm Gandhi, too. The Wasted Local Talent. Sure oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know if I'm on Instagram or not. You are. I'll tag you and shit. I wonder why you never fucking do anything. I don't know. I have the note. I don't like. I, I turned I off notifications all notifications too. for all social media. So, like, I still have the apps on my phone because, like, it's just too hard to... I've done that before. I actually had a flip phone for, like, six months, something like that. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my, I gave <laughs> I gave my smartphone to Josh, actually. Yeah. And I, I just got myself a flip phone because oh, I was like, I don't want to yeah. have social media anymore. That was another thing Those that sucked about... Those used to be the, the meanest, like, hang-up on calls. Like, oh, dude. Snap. Dude, <laughs> that was the best part of yeah, having no, that thing. It was the worst part because the first time we ever fucking recorded, he'd get on his phone and you'd just hear... In the background, it's like smack, smack, smack. It's like, great. You'd hear Three me clicking fucking, in the you know, background. 2003. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Out here with your T9. Shit like four times to get to a letter. <laughs> I remember that. Then one day you showed up with a smartphone and I'm like, yeah. Couldn't fucking stop. I just couldn't stay away. I try, man. I, I, when, cause I'll, I'll keep a phone for three or four years, honestly. It's the one thing that I like won't fuck up. Mm-hmm. After a certain amount of time, I'll just I take good care of phones. When I went to get my last one, I very heavily considered getting a flip phone, but I'm like, man, Trap. I hate that I have to kind of have social media. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason that I keep a smartphone is because yeah. of the, the music and the podcasting mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, I don't want to I like, sit down. I like social media for all the wrong reasons. 
Literally, I just like to talk shit. Just, you know, like, like, I don't know. I just feel like people take that shit too serious. They do. They really do. Yeah. The <laughs> other day. <laughs> so I just get on. I just say, and I'll say, and I'll be very upfront about this because we touched on it before know, we started recording. Like, uh, uh, I had post notifications on for him <laughs> for the longest time, and I'd call him three or four times a week, FaceTime delete or whatever, it. and be like, man, delete it. And I wouldn't even have to say it. I'd answer the he'd answer the phone. He'd be like, "All right." And he, he knew damn well that he had to go and clean some stuff no, off. Of we used to talk all the time. He'd be like, "Yo, you should." You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you post on social media. Mm. Like, I mean, it matters. But if as long as you're getting engagements, like you know what I mean, people are interacting. Yeah. So in my mind, like you know what I'm saying, I'm just gonna say wild shit on the internet, yeah. opinionated bullshit. Like mm. that's gonna touch somebody, and then eventually somebody will respond. Where I mean, me, I'm like, yeah. okay, so <laughs> somebody's so looking some, at this. Some, yeah. some industry person is gonna like <laughs> hear his music and be like, oh, this guy is cool, and then go to his social media and be like, this is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that's, happening? That's well, the one thing that I've I always calmed it down. About. What yes. is just more like a dude's name that that the uh, fuck the, with all your the, hand tats, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the 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 MMA fighter from last night, his fucking Instagram. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Derek Lewis, man. Derek Black Lewis. Beast. He's wild. That yeah. guy's greatest promotion. Yeah. Greatest oh promotion God. ever. That marketing right there. Yeah. So that's how my yeah. mind is. Like, you know what I'm saying? After yeah. watching yeah. his post fight interview, I very much oh want to get a God. tattoo that Listen. says USA up in this yeah, house. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 USA up yeah. 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 Like, Trump called me and said, fuck that Russian <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> so that so was I great. fucked him up. Go USA. Like, so that shit was great, right? But do you know what Khabib said after that? He's talking about stop, was Putin to call him up and was like, fuck those guys up. Don't shit like, <laughs> he about to go to war <laughs> some wild shit. Stuff. No, what was, what the best thing Over was, UFC though, fight. They, brought, they brought that dude on uh, FS1, right? Fox Sports Network. Right. So, like, on the pay-per-view, they can kind of say whatever they want, and it doesn't really get bleeped out. It doesn't, you know, there's nothing crazy going on or anything like that. But on on network television, they can't say stuff like that. So, so they brought this dude on Fox and they're talking to him and, uh, you know, they're asking him about like, oh man, you know, asking about the fight. And he just obviously does not care. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, well, for my last fight, I only trained 30 minutes a day. So I figured for this one, I should bump it up to a full hour a day. He's like, so maybe I should try to do a little bit more than that for the next one, you know? And they were just like, oh, yeah, great, great job on a big win. Like, what, what's your, what are your plans now? Because I guess he normally celebrates by getting himself a cheese, cheese plate and some wine. And they were like, are you going to do that this time again? He's like, I don't know. I'm just going to go home, throw my wife's legs in the air, and just see what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. On cable television. <laughs> big waves. That's amazing. awesome. Great. The world needs more of that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's great. Then don't dog on Gandhi every time he plays something. He doesn't anymore. He doesn't I've stopped. I, t- I turned off the post <laughs> notifications reason, and I told like, him, my, my go ahead. fan base is mostly like younger kids, mm-hmm. like early college kids and then like high school kids. So like they're the ones that's like really, really like engaged on my shit. Like, yeah. So yeah. I just be sitting there and I mean, I called it back. It used to be whatever the fuck came to my mind, I'm saying it on Twitter. Like it just didn't matter whatsoever. So mm-hmm. when I was like, it's just more opinionated, like thought out posts. Like, what do you think on the subject? But it's always big things that's happening right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Kavanaugh shit. Like, yeah. It's wild. People. By the way, yeah, I gotta show you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, so, no. <laughs> my, I have this group chat with my uncles and my dad. My uncle, he's, uh, he's, he's a, he's very much uh, a meme sharer. Like, okay. to the point where he's kind of OD with it. Where, oh, is this where you're be like, a moth meme? No, fuck no, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> this is uh, Kavanaugh arrives for his confirmation or his, his yeah his confirmation. <laughs> he have a keg? He's got a, a fucking keg. beer keg in his hands. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, it's hilarious. I like oh, beer. Man. I like beer. Okay. God damn it! So yes. outrageous. We'll have to post that. You have to send it to me so we can post it with the episode. Oh, I'll so send it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you right now. So what do you so Gandhi, what do you think about the like uh since obviously you're kind of a wild card on the social media shit, what do you think about like this trend of people 
who weren't famous, you know, until they got older or whatever. And then it's like when, once they become famous, people immediately start doing this, this shit where they go back and they start digging into their old social right, media see, I, yo, and I pulling posts and then see, trying to slander people, people. I'm one of those people. I don't give a fuck about your personal life. Honestly, if that's the case, like every fucking famous person that we've ever had would be under the microscope and be fucked over, like in jail, probably for a very long time. Like we got Ellis Presley doing heroin, Whitney Houston doing hella drugs, Bobby Brown, fucking Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? I mean, like, oh, yeah. that would take away, like, all of our fucking legends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that shit. Like, I yeah. listen to the music. people are going to be people. Right, there's people this, are still human at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> and, are, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I feel like, like there's this weird kind of expectation of individuals that when they're, like, widely regarded and famous for any reason, whether it's acting, uh, entertainment, media, whatever the fuck, business especially, um, there's this, like, it's 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 a super weird mindset that people should be you know, completely impervious from just being human. Like people fuck up, people indulge in things at times. Like, like you'll ha- like, perfect. you can't expect someone to be perfect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just cause we, people get money or they like, get like fame. Like you're expected to be like a whole different being now. But like, at the same time, if you were a fucking piece of shit before you got, <laughs> I don't mean yeah. a fucking piece of shit. I'm just going to be honest. And people, yeah. and people find out, about, I don't mean it. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean, completely different, completely <laughs> nah, different piece over. of shittery, like upper echelon piece of shittery. Oh, is it's what gonna I mean. be elite yeah. level god type fuckery that I'm doing every day. Oh, I will god. go. Uh, I'm telling you, I will be the most talked about artist on the East Coast at all times. If, I'm gonna lead a house in like twelve ratchet ass designers, six bitches. Like <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I don't fuck. I don't fuck with like. Downers or anything like that at all, but the second that you get famous, I'm probably gonna have to get a Xanax <laughs> prescription. I'm just gonna be like, oh god, like can't do it. Yeah. I, I, hope, I hope it happens. I I, I truly do. I, I mean, I, it's I really, happen. like all jokes aside. I uh, I started working with Gandhi and and grew very close with him because I. And it usually doesn't happen in music. I'm just gonna say that right now. I don't. Like, I don't. I, I wouldn't I, say that. And ooh, what, yeah, yeah but first what, person as a rapper, <laughs> me. as a rapper maybe, but as an engineer, you know, you you. Oh, yeah. I hope to grow close with your clients, but you and I are like brothers now. I know, one thing I learned from him, like with rap music especially, it's a lot of me, 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 me. Oh, it's so individualistic. You know I mean? like, <laughs> it's so crazy. So it's yeah. like you meet people, but I'm one of those people that like to learn. I'm like, so yeah. I want to learn as much as I can because like I want this shit so bad. So like for me, it's like I came to him and I wanted to learn. So. He's teaching me while I'm showing him the same shit, and we're just learning together. So it just meshes. Yeah. And like, so we became friends over. Like, you know what I mean? Some people don't get the friendship part. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just usually just business, 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 yeah. business. Because you don't want to fuck over your money. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, so Pat, actually, is it- I got a motherfucker that's actually cool with me, likes me. Is it is Sometimes. it harder than <laughs> in in uh, <laughs> is it harder than in the rap industry to like collaborate and get people to come together and do shit like I don't think so no. I think I think it's a lot easier just because you know the, the individualistic nature of rap music it makes it so much easier to you know you hit somebody up and you know especially now you don't have to be in the same studio as somebody you could li- like say you link with an artist that's your East Coast or West Coast or whatever the case may be and you guys click or whatever and they could send you a verse just it, it's so much easier for rappers to get together and do things i feel like uh than it is for other genres just because there's not as many moving parts but at the same time you are gonna run into situations where there's a lot of ego yeah like it's just Hell of ego i'm just telling you i'm an egocentric ass it, not even just with him <laughs> it's like i've seen it, it, I, i've seen a lot of people who I think that's just how it is, though. No, but but like, it's like for whatever reason, there's this, uh, and and it's not with everybody. I gotta choose my words carefully here. Um, (laughs) You won't lie. The ego thing, just basically, like people people who get super egocentric when they don't have any like chips in the game. No foundation, no substance. No clout, as you would say. Yeah, No clout. I fucking hate that word. No clout. Would you quit? Don't (laughs) at me. This man's over here on his Instagram live. Now we're on Facebook live. You know what I'm saying? I got a bigger audience on that. Well, at the same time though, it's kind of a double-edged sword though, right? Because it's hard. I I mean, I think it's it's very tough to find people who don't have an ego that are also very creative and and I feel like and all creators have an ego. That's to true. Some point. I, yeah. I'm you not saying about what you make. Like, yeah. you I'm not to. saying yeah. that that ego shouldn't be there. You should always. You just have to be confident. Be confident, but yeah. you know, don't be 
don't be an asshole to you know gatekeepers. Don't okay. Unless it's Daniel, and then always. Yeah. But no, you but I'm not no, but, um, <laughs> So Daniel, this this will this will resonate with you. This is one thing that I've noticed from seeing like local rap shows, because um, you know that at, at Main Street Cafe, no matter what venue it is, uh, with with bands and stuff, local bands, there's always the 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 behind the scenes conversations of, oh, we're not fucking opening for them. Oh yeah, oh, there's four bands. We're not. We're not opening. Blah blah blah. We've been around longer. Uh, Tommy's got a nicer guitar than that guy. Like, just little things that I've, that make people feel entitled to certain spots on lineups. It, I've it, made I've made bands honest, draw out of a hat before because nobody. I was like, who's opening? My honest opinion like, you're opening, on lineups like, no. locally. Like, locally, <laughs> I want to be the person that's either opening up for the dude that's we're opening for, or behind the dude that just paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? I feel like I've done. You know what? The in my opinion, yeah. a good you know show I mean? is like, a good yeah. show. And like, then like, my shows are actually lit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. That's just me though. Locally, mm. just right now. I think like, if, if I you, go to somebody else's town, I'm gonna have to wait my turn too. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. have to play. I have to stay in my. You know what I mean? Like you have to wait. It's just I don't know. I think if you People. play a good show though and you kill it, it doesn't matter where you are in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Like I know my wife and I got tickets. We wanted to go see Queens of the Stone Age up in oh, Pittsburgh. Oh man. And at That's the time, though, they right? were getting, they were, op- they were being opened by Royal Blood, and we didn't know who that was. We had no idea. I think I might have listened to like one or two of their songs on the radio, and I wasn't like crazy about it. We got there, and Royal Blood put on such a good show that we left halfway through the Queen set because we were just like, "Yo, no shit. this sucks." Like, I was always like, wanting to see Queens in the stage <laughs> too. After seeing Royal Blood, we were just like, "This kind of sucks." Like, I'm just gonna go home. I don't really want to watch huh. the rest yeah. of this. That's cool when that yeah, happens. Big big name bands like that is a little bit different. I mean, local shows. It's you know, my whole thing with the cafe was like, if if we're if we have just a strictly local show, level one hundred, it's basically like you know who's opening, you know who's middle, you know whatever. If it's if I'm bringing in a touring artist, I one I hate I hate whenever I'm on tour and I hate seeing it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go to a show. And they put the 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 show starts at eight thirty nine o'clock, and right. local or that touring band's first. I hate it. It's trash because then <clears throat> then the, my my thing is is the walkouts yes. that occur. Mm-hmm. That sucks for people, and That's ultimately the most shit in the world. The, the, yeah. Ultimately, the show is for the touring band, but you know there's more opportunity That's for a local band exactly. at those shows because walk on the fights. you know the the touring yeah. band is supposed to be the draw that gets those local people yeah. the ability to perform in front of people that otherwise would not have shown up for their show yeah. you know what i mean cuz it's tough to, it's tough to get heads in the door it, mm-hmm. it's that make people care factor mm-hmm. and if you don't have a whole lot of chips in the game and you can't bring people out to a venue then you I mean, That's the can't. great part about social media, though. Mm-hmm. That part right there. Once you start a brand on social media and actually carry it the right way, people will just start following you just because just somebody else is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just keeps going and going. But like... Like he's saying, that's the most oppressing part of the show. Like when you perform and then you're standing waiting in line to perform and then you see like all these people just, just walk leave. out yeah. because. Because they came here to see, see that one, one person, person they just don't give a shit, shit about, about anybody, anybody else. else. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it. Like that happens to us all the time. Why would, why no would bias you want it? That's why, why like when at the end of, end of my shows too, because like literally a lot of people came there to see me. So it's not mm-hmm. fair for, so everybody puts me at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair for the other people that actually came to the show to perform to get a bigger, you know what I'm saying? Bigger clout, bigger fan yeah. base. You know what I'm saying? But they'll mm-hmm. fuck it up. And like, <clears throat> I'm not going to put show places out there, but mm-hmm. like they fuck them up sometimes the shows and they put people that shouldn't be in the beginning at the beginning and those people, those bigger crowds, 30 plus, that really takes out of a room because there's no big, st- I mean, actual big, you know what I mean? Places I feel like it's here. also it's it's not a venue issue; it's a promoter issue. Yeah, see, that's why I like promoting my own shit. I just so, mean, so, yeah. <laughs> it's, I feel like it might be a lot on the actual artists too sometimes because like, hey, come watch it me, goes come hand watch in me, hand. come it watch goes me. Hand in hand. Yeah, like they don't they don't give a shit about helping the people that they're on the on the bill with, which is something that know? to be that honest right with there. you, yeah. that, that right but, there, yeah. But with with the scene around here, and, and my comparative like stance on everything is, I think of what it was like playing in local bands around here, mm-hmm. and I compare that to what the rap scene is now, and just like mm-hmm. the little things that I notice. And I, I I will say there are a lot of people around here that when there is a show, 
they tag everybody else mm-hmm. in the posts. They it's make the sure that, 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 yeah. that, you, that you know, other people's everybody's retweeting too. links, yeah. everything, whether it's, whether it's new music being dropped, whatever the case may be, there is a very supportive network of people, both artists, fans. That's one of the things I try to preach in, to all the people I work with. Here. Like why, why blow up by yourself when you can have, it takes more than one person to blow up. Like you're not going like, if you're in a group, not everybody's going to be famous. Everybody has to have their own fucking role. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you have a group of people with you, everybody needs to understand their role in the situation. Because once you do it, once you actually get there, not everybody's going to have that. Like, you, can, you can sit there and say that through every fucking movie about music that you've ever seen in your existence. Not one band stays together, and there's always one person that's bigger than the other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yep. But it, at the same time, when you got everybody working together... It's just everybody working together. Everybody's listening to everybody. So there's no way like you're not going to be heard. Yeah. I preach that adamantly to everybody I work with. Like, if you're working with me, you have to do all the shit that I do. Like, yeah. it's not gonna work if you don't. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't ride the coattails of somebody else and not not, and not be any put, work. No, yeah. put no food yeah. on the table. How are you gonna yeah. eat with me if you're not bringing no food to the table? Well, like, and I'll say this too, like I'll you know, I'll I'll call some people out. So Having gone to that show that you guys did up at one two three, it, you know, there's this recurring thing, and it's it's kind of why we, like I don't want to say we because it was kind of your idea, but it's kind of <laughs> what this podcast is all about, like you know, trying to get exposure to people. And I feel like everyone is in agreement that there's not great exposure in this area, mm-hmm. and that there's a lot of great artists here. I feel and like yeah, there is. You have to. They're make not it. getting blown you have up. To make it. I'll say exposure. this much: the rap scene in this area is not content to just say like this sucks you know nothing's happening here it seems like every time that you know at the show like every time i've talked to somebody about it it's always like we're gonna do whatever the fuck we can mm-hmm. to blow this shit up oh yeah like that's, together that's what i'm Rappers saying like, are some uh, mm-hmm. there's some that's tenacious how, motherfuckers yeah. like it, oh yeah. yo i stage dive the other day like you make your own exposure bro yeah. like after i stage dive my shit mm-hmm. went straight up like you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like people talk to me that i didn't even talk to before mm-hmm. like that's what i'm saying like fuck the scene like I was in yeah. Cumberland and I still managed to get to other places outside of Cumberland which has a fucking population of what 21,000 barely even that maybe like horrible and it's mostly just drug addicts so to tell me that like you don't get exposure from small areas like that's what the internet's well, for well it seems that's like there's literally you know what I'm saying like yeah. the internet well, is it's, literally it's just, just it's not just the exposure thing I think it's more of the demographic the, the, the demographic the 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 support from the scene the want itself, to come to the shows the yeah the want to come to shows and that's the only thing the, that kills me the <laughs> fact that everything is so here it's it's on your phone so people can watch you on Facebook Live mm-hmm. people can do this that whatever and you yeah know, people hit me up they like make sure you take pictures make sure yeah. you snap it's make like, sure you come snap take it. Your, you, you come out, you just, come out and just take yeah. a snap yourself yeah. like I think it's not just you can't you can't just narrow it down to one single thing it's a it's a com- combination of everything it's the area itself because there's not a lot of people which is you know it's not a bad thing um it's the it's the lack of venues itself oh, um, yes. different places to play it's the lack of <clears throat> that's what I the love support from the scene it's, it's just multiple different reasons and if every single one of those things could grow a little bit like it used to be back whenever you know patrick was you know in playing in local local bands whenever I first started where we could go to Weston mm-hmm. and bring two hundred people out gates holy yeah. shit and have two hundred kids there you can't do that anymore yeah. it just seems so. like it just seems <clears throat> like in the rap scene here that there's a there's this kind of overall feeling of like you know okay oh. well if if you succeed right even if it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm succeeding like. You're still it, gonna it's get benefiting noticed. me. Like, that's what I try to preach to yeah, everybody. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, you don't have to sit here and look at me like, oh, you're about to blow up and leave me. Why don't you just work with me? Like, let's yeah. work together. Yeah. Let's just yeah. let's do this shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I'm gaining, you're gonna gain too. Because I'm sitting here gaining. That means somebody's watching you. They're just wondering who's this guy, yep. who's Gandhi working with next, who's yeah. this dude. People tell me all the time. They're like, "Yo, I just got like 40 followers on Twitter for you at me." And I'm like, "That's what's up, bro. Keep grinding." Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, why? Not work with every. I tell people this all the time. Why shut people out and not work with everybody when they might know somebody that you don't even know? Because it's not yeah. what you, what you know. It's who you know in this game. Like if you like, that's how these people blow up. Like these shitty ass people, they blow up because they know they, somebody. They know the right people. Yeah, they know yeah, the right people. That's yep. the, that's the key to the game. Knowing the right people. So why not work all together and put all our networks together? One person's gonna blow up. It means that's gonna keep going. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Especially in the area that's talented. Yeah. It's like literally there's so many talented people here, and it's like it's it's 
it's kind of like shameful because it's like people, the people that are actually up now, like you just see it and you're like, damn, dog, like I'm putting out way better content. To, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's oh, just yeah. like, damn, am, is it like worth it? But like people just, I don't know. It goes back to just working together. Like yeah. it has, I, you have to. I feel to. like what makes a scene, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, yeah, how there's not a whole lot of a scene around here for local bands. Mm-hmm. But it's because there's there's not a lot of bands that are doing anything. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's getting older for one, so everybody's mm-hmm. uh, everybody that that was part of our scene, you know, everybody's getting married, getting kids, jobs, mm-hmm. and shit, and it makes it a lot harder. Yeah. Um, where rap, I feel like, again, and this goes back to there's not as many moving parts. You don't have to coordinate the logistics of getting five people in the same vehicle, all kinds of equipment together. Yeah to make it to a, a, a certain place to be able to play a show. But uh, there's there's so so many rappers around here and so much going on, so many shows that are occurring that I think it's showing people that there is somewhat, even if it's just a grassroots thing, like there's still a, a community, scene, there's yeah. still a scene. And when fans that aren't directly involved, like when people who are coming to the shows that don't, have any involvement with being in the studio, the behind the scenes, maybe they're just friends with one of the artists on the bill. When they can come to these shows and they can see that, you know, not only are there people here that are trying, but the level of commitment and the quality of things, because I'm not the only person around here recording. There's there's another there's another studio. He's the up. best person recording. No, I'm just gonna <laughs> say that's, that that's I'm an asshole. Opinion, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like there's there's multiple ways for people to be able to to start recording around here if you're interested in like a vocally Shout out centered ITMG too. Yeah, if if you're if you're like a vocally centered artist, you can go and you can you can go to these different places whether it's with me or another or another studio and you can record and get a a a, a competitive quality product. And when you're able to put that into circulation in a local market and sub and supplement that with performances, content, there's great videographers around here. Shout out Cole Frazier yeah, is, is putting together next level content for some of these too. people like it, it it shows the folks that aren't directly involved and don't have hands in this still that, actually. Have oh my god, one. something's happening, and, and it and makes them want to work too. Like that's that's the point. Of, like that's the greatest part about it. Because once you get so motivating. many people worked and motivated, it's, it's motivating. hope. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I come from a city where no hope. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people do drugs all day, have kids, have no options, just enclosed, no way out. So people, when I made music, they looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Like oh, you're really trying to do this? And now when I do it, it's like oh. Gandhi's doing it. Why don't I do it? Why don't I keep doing it? Why don't I keep pushing on? Why don't I keep going? Why don't yeah. I get motivated to do something in my life? Right? They, you know what I'm saying? That, can do that, that right yeah. there, that's the energy that I want. Mm-hmm. That's the energy that like not a lot of people think to get because they're so focused on them. When you focus on the other people too, they want to be a part of it. Everybody wants to be a part of something big. Like, you feel me? Like so, why oh, yeah. not make everybody join? Yeah. It's smarter. You gotta be smarter than that, man. Everybody's so self-centered. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how are you gonna really get out if you're so self-centered? Yeah. So I try to put that in everybody's head. Work mm-hmm. together. The more we work together, the bigger we're going to get. Because not one person is just going to sit here and blow up off the internet, get viral video, and just be like, oh, I'm blown up. And then Let leave everybody signed. behind. Yeah. yeah, that's never going to happen, bro. That's never going to happen. This mm-hmm. is not 25, 2005. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that was a thing back then because, you know what I'm saying, music wasn't, like, it wasn't, it was all hard copy mostly still mm-hmm. in 2005. Yeah. So when it got on the internet, you heard it, be like, damn, keep clicking it, keep clicking it. So now it's not a thing now because we, all we do is click. And there was so staying power. Spaced out not to mention back then, like, there was staying power. Like, a song, a song would be irrelevant for, for a long like, time. Like, for eight years type shit. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the, att- the attention span of a listener. I still remember now, Lollipop like, word for word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Yeah. Kanye, Jesus Walks on word for word. Like, mm-hmm. songs like that. I said, that's a goal too. That's everybody what makes me. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I stopped trying to wrap my head around how how to make it happen. I just not, I just do it. I just grind now. I'm just, it just works yeah. more. It's just a grind, bro. Like, a constant grind. You got to keep showing people that you're not giving keep up. Doing good yeah. work. Like, you know and hopefully something, something something like they get, say. You, you know keep know working. I mean? Somebody will eventually notice you. No matter it be you're 30, 32, 25, 26, 27. If you keep grinding, bro, like there's no way like nobody's not going to see you eventually. Like mm-hmm. it's just the point of matter if you're going to keep going or not. Are you really committed to the dream or not? Are you really doing this to do this or yeah. are you just doing it for a hobby? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To get some pussy or something. Because it like, is, it is pop, it, it's it's like popping to try to be a rapper now. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't believe how many high school kids who have heard his stuff or anybody else that I work with that may be a little bit more established locally or regionally. Um, there's kids that are in high school, Bridgeport High School, uh, Fairmont, the different high schools that, that'll get a hold of me and be like, man, I'm trying to come work. I'm trying to do this. And like, I, it's crazy to see like that 
these kids are, are looking up to these people that I work with, and that should be weird. It's it's awesome, <laughs> but it's, you know what? It's awesome because I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, "What?" You it's super. Music? It, that's that's what keeps me going though, because my motivation in all this, like when I started to realize, like, okay, I can actually record rap and and be involved in this, like. For a living, you know, and this is—it's my career I now. My and, bills and, last one off my album. And what I oh, what sure. I do? Damn. Did you that's really? Wild, bro. Yeah, Damn. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I made that post the other day. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Even though it was four hundred dollars, that's still. I mean, still that's, paying my yeah. rent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, like what? But like, like yeah. are we living to do that? Like, fuck. It. I don't even know. My but motivation, <laughs> my motivation with this comes from you know I, I've I've had I've been very lucky with my opportunities that I've had in music to be able to to play in all kinds of different markets, do some pretty wild shit as a guitar player. Like I, I it's it was an amazing experience for me. And if I can help provide a taste of that to somebody else, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. And and to see so many people have have such kind things to say, whether it's about him or anybody else that I work with that's putting out good content, like they're getting fans and they may not be like blowing up, living in mansions, driving around like sick foreigns all the time. But at the same time, uh, like at the, on, on, on baby steps. Yeah. It's baby steps. And to see the people, to see the people give a fuck. Like that's just really cool. Sick foreigns, huh? Yeah, sick foreigns. Foreign that's all we want. Oh, big whips. You really like caught me God off guard damn, there. Dude, I tell you what, if there's anything, you should, you if there's anything that I've learned from working with rappers, I've picked up some fucking slang. See, man. Every slang term I've ever used. I'm from Bridgeport. <laughs> I, I remember the first time someone told me to say less. They were like, "Say less," and I was like, "I let it go a couple times. I just acted like I didn't realize what he was saying." And then he said it again, and I was like, "Are you telling me to like shut up? Like I don't understand." And he's like, "No, say less means like okay." Like I get him like, "Oh, my white ass from Bridgeport." I have no fucking clue what's being said to me half the time. Shit. 